Finding peace in the age of COVID, political upheaval, climate change, and the ongoing conflicts around racial reconciliation is a tall order. As fragmented as we feel in this Advent season, there is a word of hope for us. Scripture reminds us that when we seek God's presence in our life, we are opened to the experience of the peace that passes all understanding. The witness to this reminds us that even in the most chaotic and bleak moments of our life and history, God is present and peace is possible. The path toward this peace encourages us to rethink how we approach prayer. We can engage in a contemplative form of prayer that brings our greatest need into the full light of God's grace. Rather than an escape, forms of contemplative and meditative prayer help us to become immersed in God's life-giving presence in our life here and now. As we grow in our ability to practice this rhythm in our life, we begin to see that peace is not some ethereal, otherworldly escape from reality. In fact, what we can experience is best described in line with the Hebrew concept of shalom. We can experience wholeness in all our relationships with God, with one another, and especially with ourself, even when conflict, uncertainty, and fear are present. This is a powerful gift that will enable us to not only get through this season of grief, but it will bring us into a new day of hope, healing, and life. This morning's Hebrew scripture reading comes from Isaiah chapter 40, verses 1 through 11. Comfort, O comfort my people, says our God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term, that her penalty is paid, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all of her sins. A voice cries out, In the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all people shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, cry out. And I say, what shall I cry? All people are grass and their constancy is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades, when the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion. Herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice and strength, O Jerusalem. Herald of good tidings. Lift it up. Do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, Here is your God. See, the Lord God comes with might, and his arm rules for him. His reward is with him, and his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. 
he will gather the lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom and gently lead the mother sheep. Thank, let the church hear what the Spirit is saying. Friends, I hope that your um, Advent discipline has begun well. I hope that you have taken advantage of what we introduced last week around the idea of hope and uh, the, the concept of the Advent uh, chain that uh, John brought us. Uh, that's, that's more than a, than a craft you know, exercise. It's more than Advent craft. It really is an open door into an important discipline of every day in our life. Uh, seeking out the places uh, where we experience hope, uh, remembering the places for which we are grateful. And that discipline of, of doing that every day in this season creates uh, a rhythm in our life that over the course of time is a, is a very large part of, of drawing us closer uh, to God. Uh, so please continue that if you've kind of let it lapse. It's okay to do two in a day. Um, but uh, I would encourage you to, to uh, take that up uh, again. And if you didn't get the packet at home, even just having a journal or a piece of uh, loose leaf paper or something where you, you date it and you do it every day can have great um, spiritual benefit. Friends, I would invite you to pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. I um, have been thinking a lot about Christmas Eve this week. We had a, a planning uh, meeting over Zoom uh, to talk about what a COVID Christmas Eve service looks like. And part of the 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 thinking about that has brought to mind the blessing of all of the different places where I have experienced candlelight Christmas Eve. The different sanctuaries, outdoor on a beautiful Christmas Eve in Hawaii, here in this space, bathed in candlelight, singing Silent Night, I've had conversations with many of you where, where that moment is, is very important, and it's one, um, one maybe of a few moments where you really know and recognize and experience the closeness of God. It's, it's almost as if in that moment, that, that, that moment of grace, that moment of beauty, that moment of calm and, and peace, that even for a moment, the world can just slip away and we recognize how close God is to each of us. At a time in our collective life, we need that moment, that moment of grace, that moment of peace, maybe more than we've ever needed it before. And yet we know that it's going to be different this year. 
We know that we won't be able to fill this space with light. We know that we won't be able to experience the closeness with one another and with God. We know, we know that it'll be different. And we grieve the difference. We grieve what we feel like we're losing. And that grief is real. And that grief is deep. It's authentic. And friends, it's okay to grieve that moment. Because even in, even in that moment of grief, we're not left to wallow in the grief. At a time when the, the need for the experience of an enduring peace is great, our, our mothers and fathers in the faith, those who have gone before us and those who have witnessed for centuries, for millennia, remind us that when that need for peace is the greatest in our life is when God draws closest to us. Shalom. The Hebrew concept of shalom is so important to this idea of peace. And it's not like we often define peace as somehow the absence of conflict. Like somehow when we get to this place in our life that conflict just disappears because we know full well that, that conflict never fully disappears. But the Hebrew concept of shalom reminds us that wholeness in our relationship with God, a deep and abiding sense of God's presence with us is possible even when it feels like the world is falling down around our ears especially when it feels like the world is falling down around our ears, where we don't know what our next step will be, where we feel tired, where we feel grief, where we feel worn out, when we feel separated. Today, on the second Sunday of Advent, the Sunday of Peace, wholeness is within our reach. Wholeness in our relationship with God, in our relationship with one another, in our relationship with creation, and most of all in our relationship with ourself. Wholeness is within reach. We see this promise woven into the text that we shared earlier, that Joanna read for us earlier. Isaiah 40 is the beginning of a new chapter for Isaiah. Verses, or chapters 1 through 39 are a prophet Isaiah that speaks to, um, speaks to the, the breakup of the northern kingdom to the Assyrians eight centuries before Jesus. But beginning with chapter 40, we see the prophet Isaiah speaking to Jerusalem at the, at the very end of the Babylonian exile period. 
the prophet Isaiah begins this word with this 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 word of hope with comfort, O oh comfort, my people Israel. And Isaiah is speaking not only to the exiles who have been in Babylon for a generation, but he's also speaking to the people in Jerusalem. That no matter what they've experienced, no matter the suffering that they had experienced um, as, as exiles or as people who were left in a, in a bereft city, that God is a part of bringing restoration Yes, they have suffered. Yes, they have made mistakes. Oh, and have they made mistakes. The Hebrew Scripture are full of, of the mistakes that their, that their leaders had made, that their priests had made, that their kings had made, that their teachers had made, that their prophets had made, the things that would drive a wedge between them and God, that would drive, them, drive a wedge between them and each other, a drive a wedge between them and their neighbors, and it led to pain and suffering and degradation. And that's not being glossed over in any way, shape, or form. But the prophet comes forward speaking to God, say, that part is done. We're going to move past this. And we're going to make a way together. To make a way in the desert where the mountains are brought low, all of those obstacles that would get in the way, those obstacles will be diminished. All of the pitfalls, all of those things that we fall, are, fall into are going to be raised up. The rough places are going to be made smooth. The people will be able to come home, literally, physically, spiritually. Come home to feel and know restoration. This is hope not only for Israel, but for us today. With all of the ways that we have come to, to realize nine months into this that we, we don't recognize our community anymore. We don't recognize our church anymore. We don't recognize our country anymore. We don't recognize ourselves anymore. the way to experiencing peace, the way to seeing God present is to engage in practices and create rhythms in our life that tune our heart to God. And our prayer is so much a part of that. To know the peace that passes understanding is rooted in our practice and in our experience of prayer. And it's not in just the prayer that we upload, those things that we raise, that the, the concerns that we have for our community, that's, that's important. But the time that we can sit quietly and breathe and let go and listen and look contemplative or meditative prayer can take many forms but it is it is the it is the 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 rhythm and the practice of stopping in the midst of all of the chaos in the midst of all of the insanity stopping and listening 
our discipline in this second Sunday is to learn and to practice that rhythm, to practice contemplative and meditative prayer. So I'm going to share something with you. Get comfortable. Friends, I want you to get comfortable. If it helps in getting comfortable to close your eyes, close your eyes. To relax. If you're sitting at home and you're lazy boy, and I know some of you are, Dave Holsinger, I'm thinking of you particularly, go ahead, put the feet up. Get comfortable. Get comfortable, friends. Settle. Settle yourself. Settle your heart. Settle your mind. And just breathe. The simple act, the rhythm of breathing is the very rhythm of life. Breathe. Just be aware of your breath in and out. God will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom and gently lead the mother sheep. Imagine, just in, even in a literal way, imagine that scene. The tender care of the shepherd and the flock. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms and gather them in his bosom and gently lead the mother sheep. Consider this now as a promise to you that you are one of those lambs, that you are that mother sheep, that this word this promise, this hope is for you. That this is a, a grace and a gift that is given to you. Shift your thoughts now to reflect on the needs that you see around you, the needs that exist in the world. The needs around the pandemic, 
the isolation that you or people you know may feel. The needs for climate justice, for change in the economy, for a reckoning around race. Imagine, just see, hold on. It may seem jarring to you, but hold on to those needs that you see right now. And especially be mindful of those needs that maybe you have had a hand in creating because of the ways that you may have intentionally or unintentionally broken community. Don't shy away from them. Don't run away. Don't just throw up your hands and hide. In this moment, hold on to that tension because the peace of God comes into that tension. The peace of God comes in to all of those feelings and all of those circumstances. Recognize it, but don't obsess about it because that's not the end of the story. Because in spite of all of that, Isaiah 40.11 is still there, hanging, blowing around us in our lives. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom and gently lead the mother sheep. This is an image, friends, of God's greatest hope and desire for you today that you will know this promise that you will be immersed in the presence that brings this grace to you right now in this moment to hold all of this in your heart in your faith in your spirit is the very essence of shalom, of wholeness. And God brings this out of the deepest love for you and for us. Take a moment and reflect on a time in your life where you truly felt and experienced love. A love that was life-giving, a love that was safe, a love that was healing. And know that what God brings is that experience. God wants us to know that grace. God will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms 
and carry them in his bosom and gently lead the mother sheep. Friends, contemplative prayer, meditative prayer is an exercise just like that. An exercise in recognizing our need and trusting that God's grace and God's presence is greater, stronger, and more healing than anything that we might experience today. This Advent season is a time for us to touch that practice, to engage in that kind of rhythm in our life. God knows, and this is not just a colloquial expression, but God knows how much we need that gift today. And God is present in our midst, that God is present in your life. to bring that to you. Thanks for joining us for this sermon from Redlands First United Methodist Church. I hope you've been encouraged. If you are interested in being part of our worship experience during this time of physical separation, please join us at 9.30 a.m. Sunday, specific time, on our YouTube channel, Redlands First UMC. That's Redlands, F-I-R-S-T-U-M-C.